Hello and welcome to the Mother Pucker Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I am here with my beautiful and wonderful co-host. Uh, my name is my name is Larice. I go by Reese. If you're new, just tuning in. And uh, here's my co-host. Hey everybody, my name is Alicia Olson, aka Riz. And uh, once again, we have come to the determining factor that the Oilers' demise must be because of us. You know. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, there's that, that Taylor song, like, I'm the problem, it's me. And I was like, oh, gosh, what if we are the problem? What if we are the problem? Oh, no, what if we're the problem? I'm like, we start a podcast, so about excited the about the Oilers because we've wanted to do this to forever. So yeah. You know, cup or bust year, everyone's so excited. Captain skates, we're like super stoked to get into it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because we started a podcast, Riz. That- it might be. Well, it sorry, might be Oilers. because we're running out of other excuses of what it actually probably because they're be. literally yeah I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm now starting to turn to like the juju excuses mm-hmm. because there's no bad juju excuses because there's no excuse yeah there's no excuse but like if you really want to go on juju and you and I both just finished watching the third loss in a row again mm-hmm. uh here in there or it's just wrapped up in Carolina on it is Wednesday night and um, if the first period was indicative of bad juju, I don't know what is like how many bad bounces, like, like, I, I think I saw in the first seven minutes, 10 Oilers fall, just like fall and just inopportunity fall. times. <laughs> and, and I want to go back and rewatch the first seven minutes because it was insane. It was like, no one skate, but like no one on Carolina was falling down. So falling I didn't understand and why is it, it was Is it just because were. like terrible ice and we're used to perfect ice and they're just like very comfortable being on crap no, ice? The, the, like, yeah. did you see, like, I'm t- warm up. Can we talk, can we stop and talk warm up? I'm sorry. It started in warm up. It started in warm up. Someone had like a little tiny dolly that had little pins in it and they're like, who to pull first? Mm-hmm. So- Skinner like can't be stand on his feet and slides falls halfway across the ice into like, the canes warming up <laughs> yeah. through them like a bowling that, ball. Which which really like if the canes if there was like a heated rivalry here that would have been grounds for like a a line brawl before absolutely the game started. some pushing and shoving for sure yeah. at least like yeah. thankfully kind of a mellow game in that and capacity. it was clearly like what are you doing you idiot like you yeah. didn't do it maliciously yeah. but like <laughs> come on i immediately went in my head i'm like oh god is that foreshadowing and yeah it fucking was foreshadowing excuse my language but it well, was some foreshadowing it was because then somebody to in warm-up still no goalie in net somebody goes off the bar and hits darnell nurse crushes his nose he's he's doing he's, the old like she's the man got two tampons two up tampons up the nose totally. yeah. also excellent movie by the way what a great, great movie drop great she's the man yeah. channing yeah. tatum hit us up if you want to be on our podcast <laughs> um <laughs> i like and he didn't have his helmet on mm-hmm. which is very rare for him apparently like usually he's smart enough to have his helmet on. like what if it had gone even, off his head even then he, like it, it still would have well yeah you're right okay good point off his head you know, like, been detrimental. What if we, like, yeah. we or his are, eye yeah or his right. eye like we right. are not like we need our defensemen they're barely there when they're in full capacity yeah. let alone when they've got two tampons shoved up their nose so it's like yeah. of all the warm-ups in the world mm-hmm. what is happening mm-hmm. and that feeling sort of just bled right over into the first period it was like warm-up just became the first period and chaos ensued yeah 
once again, more odd man rushes, could not buy a bounce. Like nope. uh, the first goal went off, I think two or three different players and just dropped in the crease. Uh, like <laughs> it, it was just an, a testament to how the season's gone this year. Yes. Yeah. I think someone, and I don't know who it was said like between the first and the second, they're like, well, I guess if they've got bad luck, that's the only luck they've got. Because oh, I heard no, that. Yeah. yeah, you're like, yeah, that's it. Like we wouldn't, wouldn't have any luck at all. We couldn't if buy we didn't have any bad luck, luck right now yeah. if we didn't have bad luck. Uh-huh. And Skinner gets pulled. Yep. Well, we, we can give up, but once again, four goals on twelve shots. Four goals Garden on twelve shots. Thirteen. It was thirteen. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Picard in and. You know, Picard, okay, so he's now played finally two games. Well, two games. He, he got, he came in in relief and he yeah. got to play last, not, not last night, Monday versus uh, the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And in general, I thought he was sturdy. I don't know if he was worse than Skinner or better than Skinner. I don't know if he was good enough to be better than Skinner. I, he definitely wasn't worse. I will definitely say he was not yeah. worse than Skinner. Um, but, but he didn't inspire any massive confidence. No. He didn't pull an Aiden Hill and show up out of nowhere and be like, oh, I'm just going to stop everything. Don't worry. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. It wasn't like the team was just like, wow, this guy's keeping us in it. Let's play harder. And like, yeah, just unbelievable. We knew this road trip was going to be a grind. You knew it was going to be tough. You're going in to play the lightning and you lose by, was it overtime? No, you lose by one. Lose by one. Lose, lose by, by one. one. And and being up by two. That's yeah. fucking frustrating. There's two points, friends, that you needed to take out of this road trip. Well, We're- and they had the lead in Florida as well. Absolutely. And, and that disappeared on on a, a three minutes of lapse of judgment. And they give up yes. two quick goals. And all of a sudden they go from like leading tie, leading tie to, to like now they're behind. And then just confidence out and everybody's just body language is is unbelievable the body language i will say from every single player has been just abysmal like i can't like i get you're frustrated and i don't know because it's just it's not just one person it's the whole team it's almost like the whole team is skating around with this like drizzly gray cloud hanging over them they're like eeyore yeah (laughs) little eeyore who's lost their tail yes exactly exactly but 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 you're getting paid to turn that around. Mm-hmm. So what what does that take? Is it throwing your body? Is it starting to fight? Is it just some passion, some anger, some frustration? Like even McDavid and some calls tonight were BS. They missed a lot of couple, well, yeah. two massive slashes. That's for sure. Absolutely. One was a cross track, one was a slash. Yeah. And I go, you know, I try not to blame refing. You can't see everything and it's a fast game. But yeah. there was, it was some egregious moments tonight where you're going, really, for F's sakes, come on. And instead of like, I, I, I just want, I just want the captain to take a $5,000 fine and call somebody out. I just want, like, <laughs> like, sir, you got enough money from your BioSteel and from Adidas. Like, yeah. take the $5,000 fine on behalf of your team and say something naughty, but like inspire some, like, just some anger, some some spice, some vinegar, some piss and vinegar, and these these gentle yeah. f- boys because they look so sad and defeated, and so it, it's sad. also between their ears now. Like it's mm-hmm. so between their ears. They need a psychologist, literally, with them on the bench. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, game's too fast for that. But if there was only one way we could get Elon Musk to implant some sort of like chip I- in their brain to change that chemistry, because it's not. It's not, it's not like, firing. Y'all need some like mental health resources coming up in, in that team mm-hmm. bus like stat. Cause I don't, 
it it just looks like they've like, they give up and it's like you said a three or four minute window things fall apart someone pinches someone doesn't back check two fall and bounce into the net and then suddenly the the whole momentum swings and it's mm-hmm. like oh well here we are again Never mind. At least again. Absolutely. Um, well, I think we need to just swing it back to because we did have three games uh, one in a row. Um, yes, we, <laughs> we talked about a coach bump. I was hoping it would be a 10 game coach bump. Yeah. It was a two Our game prediction. coach bump. Yes, exactly. So we came off the last win, Woodcuff gets fired. And then, yeah, two two game coach bump. One was a pull it out in overtime with a, one hell of a play against Seattle. Um, or, and, and then, um, Vander Kane gets a hat trick in that one and then goes on to, uh, when, who do they play next? I'm mind blanking right now. I am too, actually, <laughs> but we won it, game. which but was nice. It was yeah. nice winning game, but it wasn't a team that is currently, I don't think, uh, in playoff contention. So that's also yeah, not a good a... sign, but yeah. Um, and then they go on this road trip that we knew was going to be tough. Like it, there yes. was no doubt, like even for the best team, even if for a team that's firing all cylinders now to have the lead against both Florida teams and then lose it. Like that just goes to show that you're still in it. And none of these teams are like, it's not like they're that much better. It's just no. these like minuscule laps, laps of judgments that happen. And <laughs> I think what these three losses in a row go to show is that it wasn't the coach. And it was never talking developments, Riz. Are you telling me it wasn't Jay Woodcroft and Dave Madsen? Who would have known? <laughs> nope, you are 100% correct. It was not the coach. Jay Woodcroft's laughing from his on his $3 million pay, paycheck sitting on the couch somewhere, getting ready to figure out where he's moving to Which next. Team I'm next. Sure. Yeah, because you know yeah. he's next in line for whatever team is willing to fire their coach. But like, <laughs> We knew everybody knew that everybody knew it wasn't the yeah. coach. It wasn't the coaching problem. Um, it's it's a it's a sharpness of the players. It's a lack of cohesivity. And and the thing that bugs me the most is six out of nine times. It's a lack of effort. It's a laugh of sheer will. It's a laugh yeah. of just like laying the body down and doing anything you can and having yep. that grit. And I cannot stand that. That is probably my biggest pet peeve. I I have no respect for players who are talented that just like I'd, the old sailing saying that, you know, hard, hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. It's just yep. there. there is no excuse ever when you're a professional athlete to not be playing at 110% effort every single night. Yeah. And it's just, that's the part that I just have a lack of respect for. And I think there's a lot of finger pointing and blaming. Um, and every player we've had to have the players who've had their little moments of brilliance, but even it's really tough. I think for a lot of the team who is just used to kind of being supporting players in the background and only understanding it's Connor's game and get out of the way for Connor and make sure that he gets the puck and get him the puck and I've done my job. And when Connor McDavid cannot produce when he's really having a hard time scoring um, and what he's really having a hard time doing is being Connor McDavid. And the team does not have an answer to that. No. And, uh, and I hate, you know, we have always like talked about, are we a one man team or a two man team? And mm-hmm. it's hard when it looks some days like we are, you know, and when that one man is a shell or half of a man, mm-hmm. then ha- who steps up to the plate? 
And usually in times in past last year, McDavid went through a little bit of a slump. Having said that, it was like a four game slump, maybe five. <laughs> and, but, but during that time, Drysaddle had like 13 points. Let's, yes. it was obviously wasn't that I'm exaggerating, but it was like, he hooks up the slack. So two man team is doable. A one man team absolutely is not. No. And uh, right now we're a zero man team. We're a bunch of like point, point twos. Um, and somehow their math isn't mathing to make a hole and they're out on the ice. Yeah. It's not girl math. It's not, uh, <laughs> it's, it's no good math involved. There's no good math involved no in good that. Math yeah. You know, talking about dry sidle, what do we think is going on with dry sidle? Cause past two games we've had, like, I think would, I would say like flashes of Connor old mm-hmm. Connor coming back a couple goals, Shaking off a little bit of whatever was going on in the beginning. If we brought him back too early for the Heritage Classic or whatever it was with his yeah. back, like, we're starting to see little moments. We have spurts of old Connor. Definitely, mm-hmm. still does not look like Connor McDavid of of even last year. Well, no. of definitely of last year, but definitely of not of last year. Yeah. But Drysaddle is an enigma to me right now because it looks like there it is mental for sure. Mm-hmm. But then what else? Like you know they they talked about before you know, um, the game that he called Bouchard in early um, to have a conversation about the power play and Mm -hmm. what they need to do to try and break that situation. The cold spell? Yeah. The cold spell, what, 0 for 9? The best power play in the history of the league is now, like, just decided that they don't know actually how to score on the power play. Yeah. They Um, scored tonight, but I wouldn't argue it's part of the regular play. I think we've had more shorthanded goals this year than power play goals. I don't know if that's a correct quote. I would have to double check, but I actually think it's probably pretty close. It's pretty close, yeah. And that's... Another shorty tonight as well without... Absolutely. So, I... I, you know, I just call that a staff meeting, like an emergency staff meeting for sure. But he called the emergency staff meeting and, um, and I just wonder what's going on with dry settle. What do you think? Well, between all that, well, I, you could say, well, dry settle, the thing that's driving me nuts is that he can't hit the net to save his life. Um, he's still getting some of the, like, I'd argue he's still getting a lot of the same opportunities that we're used to seeing with him in that slot with him making big plays, like in front of the net, um, anything from like wrapping around as well. He's getting those opportunities. He just has no finish. That's that's more what I see at a dry saddle, whereas McDavid's not getting McDavid just doesn't have enough room to do what McDavid's doing. And there are other teams that maybe other teams just learned how to cover them better. I'm not sure, but that's that's my my thought process on that. But dry saddle's just off. He's just like he's just not hot right now. And uh it's he's it's just not off. hot right now. Yeah. It's, it's not hot. It's right not, now. It's not hot right now. And then nope. again, it's like what, like we were saying before, these players, some of them seem to step up. I thought Hyman played phenomenally tonight. Yeah. Um, and again, you gotta, you gotta be working hard to get lucky as well. And I think he scored two goals and they might've been lucky, but like, you gotta be in the right place. You've gotta be like, kind of head down, like stick Crash on the, the ice. Net. Like, Crash yeah, that exactly. fucking net. Every time you can. And if it get a, a goal gets called back, so be it. But yeah, like, let's keep going. Right? Well, it's an, yeah. And uh, like other players, I can't. It's unbelievable to me. Warren Fogel just was <laughs> he was trying so hard and somehow ended up being just way worse for how hard he was trying. Like it's it was it was not from a, like in his case, it's not from a lack of effort. It was just no. like, it was like watching, uh, uh, someone who got called up to play from like a minor league team, but not, not like 
you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're talking about a club rep team that you grew up on or whatever, and then you, you had to pick someone off the street and they just were like (laughs) a lost little puppy out there. He just looks, I don't know if he doesn't understand their plays, their systems, what he is, but he's just constantly, you can see him think. And when you see someone think they're going to be too slow and they're going to make huge mistakes and it's just painful to watch. (laughs) And like, it feels like it's been sort of that way for two years for that poor fellow. Yeah, well, he's on what a like a forty something game, no point streak yes. or something and like, like that. You're just like it can't continue, can it? No. Like, can it this go? And then I and then and then we have to talk about Connor Brown. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. you got to score for three million dollars, my friends. Like you. Yeah. You have Freaking, to do something. You have something. to do something. He was the one who fell when they that led to that odd man rush for the second goal tonight. And it's just like stay. He can't stay on his feet. He's he like his feet. Not like and we could go down the list falls, of nothing though. I just yeah. like I panic and go. Oh great, he's going to be injured again, mm-hmm. again. And here we are that this like attempt at trying to recreate the Erie Otters glory days is no longer. It's- like it's, the experiment didn't work, friends. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it's working. Yeah. Um. So, I guess I asked the question, and this is purely, you know, we know, I I know everything changes, but there's this big marker coming up, right? You know, gravy bowl, American yeah. Thanksgiving, kind of a big day. Beginning, we oh, know. I gotta set my football lineups for tomorrow. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> That's why we're friends. Yeah. Um. We know that last year only three teams that were not in a playoff spot. But at the American Thanksgiving, made the playoffs, including the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. So I know it's the hope that kills you, but do you think this team makes the playoffs? I, I don't. I I think today's game was the day where I'm like I'm I'm switching my take on it. I'm done with the glasses half full. I'm angry. So I don't I don't think they do. Which is the scariest thing to say, but the way they're playing, they and they just make a coaching change, and it it still is so blatant. The only way that this team makes playoffs is if Kenny Holland pulls off a miracle and gets Jake Allen, who apparently doesn't want to play in Edmonton, <laughs> um, and somehow gives up nothing for it. But we still have cap space. Like that's the only way that this team goes anywhere. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, yeah. The hope that kills you, right? I think if you'd asked me, maybe even at the Tampa game, if they had won the Tampa game, if they had, could have taken it, I yeah. would have been like, yeah, we, we have a shot. Yeah. But we have no goaltending. We just mm-hmm. don't. And we don't have a defense that can sort of like stand on their heads and make miraculous, like throw their body at everything to sort of like <laughs> – we literally for... need a top three goaltender to be able to counteract the lack of defense. Yes. <laughs> like we, it's like, you know, when like the, when like the lady justice weighs the scales where you're like, yes. okay, I need like a top three defenseman or two more of them in order to counteract our terrible goaltending, mm-hmm. or I need a top three goaltender to counteract our like non-existent yeah. defense. hundred percent. And no Western team is going to give us anything. They're laughing. They love this downfall. Mm-hmm. And and any Eastern team is going to ask for a King's ransom to make yeah. it happen. And so I think I'm like really sad to say that I think we are not going to make the playoffs. And that is like, that crushes my soul to say those words out loud. 
and I and I'm literally hoping... gonna cry right now. <laughs> I know it makes me want to like, I like, I'm like depressed and like deeply, deeply sad. I'm deeply, there's not enough Christmas music and Hallmark movies and yeah. Bailey's in the world to save how I feel. Um, but legitimately, I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, there was no. I hate fight that we both agree that. on that. I was hoping one person was gonna be optimistic, but I knew it couldn't be me anymore. <laughs> like I can't, I can't do it anymore. But I, I had this. I'm also saying that now, maybe sneakily, like some subterfuge, because last year I said the same thing. I was like, I don't know if this is happening. Mm-hmm. I think I was more less convinced. Like I was like, I think in my heart, like, oh, yeah, close. but I said no, yeah. and then they did. So I'm just hoping it's karma being like, oh yeah, no, you don't believe in them. They're gonna show you now. So yep. I, I'm we'll doing it. That. I'm doing it. We'll start like throwing a, them under the bus. That's and... right. We we'll start throwing them under the bus <laughs> as like some some uh, re, like you know reverse psychology of some sorts. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. but no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think uh, we've got. I. Yeah. God, well, sucks, that's where we're man. at. This is an Oiler centric podcast, and we officially <laughs> give up on the Oilers. <laughs> Two days to American Thanksgiving and the season's over, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We've tried. Uh, We gave it a go. It was a failed experiment. Good night. (laughs) Good night. Thank you for thank you for listening, and we'll see you next year. No, um, yeah, I think okay. You know what? Let's turn it around for 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 anyone who's tuning in. Mm -hmm. If we're claiming this is the the end of the of the rope for our dear boys in orange and blue, who has been the best of the worst for you this season? Who has been your MVP on a team that doesn't really deserve to be? Well, on a team that no one deserves to be an MVP. Yeah, no one. The player that I have found myself kind of. And the thing was, every single player has done like something great at some point. We know that, but no yeah. one has been consistent day in day out. My guy has been um, Vander Kane, and I I love how he's playing with confidence. I think he's playing basically exactly where we are paying him. Um, like kind of like we didn't overpay him. I think we paid him the right amount. He's been clutch when we've needed him to in a couple big wins. Um, and he's he has been kind of the the tough guy and people hate him. And I, I totally understand why, like, don't get me wrong. I, I don't really think he would be a good person, but on the ice, <laughs> he is the kind of guy and yeah. maybe, and I hope he's changed because he seems like now he's got his, his little family and he's really cute. And I, and hopefully I, things. I, yeah. 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 Um, we we but, believe in people making better choices. Exactly. But we need an asshole on the ice and he's the yeah. only player that's been okay with being that person. And he doesn't yeah. do it every night because he's too good. And I, I'm yeah. making air quotes about that because like, he's supposed to be a skill player and he's not, he's not a Revo. I got to yeah. remember that. Yeah. Um, or like a John Scott, he but like, yeah, he, he can't break his, break his hand or it's like, we no, need him like to be able to, yeah. score some goals. and he, and he doesn't want to be that guy. Like he, do, he actively yeah. doesn't want to be that guy. It's very blatantly honest, but I do appreciate that he's been not afraid to be the asshole on the ice as well. So mm-hmm. that's why so far this year he's been, if I had to pick a favorite, he'd be mine. That's fair. That's a good, that's a good choice. I think, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with our top goal scorer, Zachary Hyman. That would have been only, my, my second choice. Yeah, Only because I think not only the goals, fine. Mm-hmm. That's what he's sort of being paid to do. But mm-hmm. I think it's about how he's scoring them. And I think he's trying to show the team or he's trying to just like remind the team like what it takes, which is put your body in front of the net. Know you're yep. going to take a stick to the face. Know you're going to take elbows yep. to the ribs and just try 
anything and make it ugly. Like mm-hmm. it can be ugly. It just it has to count. Yep. Exactly. Um, And so I think that if we are going to turn anything around or try and figure out some, some of the goal issues for some of our, our uh, top lines, I think that it needs to be like, we all know Connor can make a beautiful play. We all know Leon can make a beautiful play or a beautiful pass, but we just need ugly and we need more ugly than we're yep. putting in than, than, than we're allowing in the net. I want to see end. grinder hockey out there. Absolutely. I want to see like 2006 hockey out there. Mm-hmm. Team that <laughs> has no business <laughs> doing anything right, but you know what? They yep. work their bags off and they just care and they just and they care. try. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And the, so it's not that I don't think these guys care. I don't. I think oh, that, in fact, totally. I think the problem here is almost that they care too much. Too much. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as I said, get a get a freaking psychologist in that room, friends. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they have got some issues in, in between their ears that they need to work through. Um, so that uh that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. We have and now we get uh Friday afternoon, an afternoon game, which we're not notoriously a noon game, not notoriously not ideal. Uh, not ideal. We don't ever mm-hmm. really show up for them. Nope. Um uh against a team that is what like five and just like gone on a five or six game win streak in the capitals. Should be yeah. fun, friends. A team, fun a team again that probably wasn't supposed to be good. That for whatever reason is whatever awesome. Reason. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be. I guess if we've already sort of said it's been make or break, and we're broken, we're definitely going to see what what comes of it on Friday uh, mm-hmm. for that American Thanksgiving weekend game. Yep. So it's uh, yeah, two more games on this road trip, and if we go zero and five on it. <laughs> I don't know what else to do, but it wasn't no one else. To we're do. gonna have it if we come back for this road trip. Phone five, we'll we'll uh, we'll come in with our fixes. How about that? Yeah. All okay. right. So next okay. time we come in, if we go and five, we have to come in with our bold choices of exactly what we would do in this moment. Arm armchair. To we're gonna armchair GM. Armchair, I like it. Yes, exactly. We're an armchair GM. Because so I can't jump ship. Who you can go after? Okay. And uh, we'll we'll start making trades. And all right. <laughs> imaginary trades imaginary okay. trades yep. um so that takes us that takes us to through our oilers chat mm-hmm. uh we wanted to, we wanted to touch on a really fun thing that happened kind of oilers adjacent and i'll give you the like rundown um i really love oilers twitter sometimes obviously right now it is like <laughs> it's not a good time to be on oilers twitter it's and depressing twitter can, af it is mm-hmm. absolutely and twitter can be a cesspool that's depressing anyway but occasionally something happens that like brings a momentary moment of joy or in this case distraction um from our previous games so okay wait 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 just before you you get into it because this is you're going to explain for our listeners the twitter battle which i really appreciate reese because i missed it and i usually don't miss this stuff like i live for the social media like you like need to bickering. get you need yeah, we're once so, uh, when this is done you need to get back on and see what went down but the thing that kind of stemmed this that was a viral moment that i think most people would have seen mostly because it was more on the instagram channels and the videos and the replays yes. was that mark specter asked uh leon drysidel uh, or sorry it was uh jay rugcroft before he before he was fired and uh his he said you know i really don't read your stuff spec and then it was, and then they kind of like, it was a little bit of drama, but they moved on, but it was a big diss. And then anyways, Woodcroft got fired. So no one really was like, Ooh, <laughs> and Ooh. then 
And you then here we are. So um, somebody on Twitter who has a following for whatever reason they do. And I'm, I think like. He used know, to be an NHL ref. He used to be an NHL ref. His name is Tim Peel. Very outspoken human being. I wouldn't mm-hmm. think that they are the greatest human being. In fact, I don't necessarily follow. I think I even blocked them. That's why it took me a while to find this myself. I think but- he often drinks and tweets. That's oh. kind of the okay, the, the vibe. vibe yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, well, I've heard some rumors as well. I think he's just like he drinks a lot and he tweets. tweets. Yeah. A bit of a shit disturber, clearly. Mm-hmm. Likes to stir the pot, has a bit of an attitude problem. Fine, whatever you're gonna do, you it's your platform. I don't need to read it. But uh, after the game, um on uh after the game following the Florida loss. Okay. Connor McDavid was also asked by Mark Spector um, during media availability um, that to the Florida Panthers, if the team might have been better off trying to win games 7-5 instead of 4-1. And McDavid said, oh, you love this question. I've answered it so many times. We're trying to keep the puck out of our net. Um, McDavid, not happy. Mark Spector, also known as a shit disturber. Somebody who likes to ask some questions that seem all the beat reporters kind of are because it's how they make yeah. their name and it's how they get clicks it's clickbait yeah. it's clickbait yeah. right fine yeah. so tim peel is on his twitter doing his normal thing and he tweets a conversation a private conversation he had with mark specter regarding this so the tweet says this screenshots, this is what... screenshots yeah so he 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 screenshots his images and then he shares this. This is what happens when you call out an Edmonton reporter for asking Connor McDavid if he'd rather win 4-1. An idiotic question. Of course they would. This is why some players don't want to play in Canada. Connor played his ass off tonight. Now, don't disagree with that, but whatever. You still then screenshotted this conversation. To Mark Spector. He said, thanks for piling on. Oh, so I guess we only saw some of the screenshots. So we see Mm. Mark saying, thanks for piling on, Tim. I'll remember that the next time you fuck up. Mark and Tim responds to Mark. Well, it's a stupid question. Of course, they'd like to win 4-1. Mark then says, you refs never have the balls to answer a question for your shut shut ass work. And you're critiquing me. Tim says, quit being so sensitive. (laughs) Then he responds right after, grow some balls, Mark. Never played the game. Mark then responds, being around it long enough to know a horse shit ref when I see one, Tim. I've been very good. I've I've been very good to read for my whole career. 35 years. Thanks for noticing. Tim responds, you've always been a fucking fraud, buddy. So that's what Tim screenshotted and shared from their private messages. Calls Mm -hmm. Mark Spector out publicly Mm -hmm. on the timeline both of these two are like pot calling the kettle black because they're both Uh notorious for what they do but then that got media involved and other people sort of came to mark's defense maybe not quite as like virulently as they could have but said like it's pretty lame that you shared these private messages tim that wasn't okay and tim sort of responded well it's not i never asked it to be on the record or off the record And there was just this like media storm of adjacent Edmonton reporters or Canadian Western Conference reporters and Tim Peel fighting each other all day online. Um, And I just thought it was grown men with Twitter battles. battles. But (laughs) I think there we come to this big question. We know, Mark. We, we, we want our reporters asking tough questions, especially when our team is not playing well. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. always say that question that Mark asked was a tough question. It was kind of a mm. jerky question. 
And it was kind and of. And he like, has asked it multiple times. I've has. heard it in so many Absolutely. Yeah. And instead of just coming out and saying, why are you not keeping pucks out of the net? He brings it about in this like sort of adjacently jerky way of like, would you rather have one seven five? Just say it. Just say what you're going to say. Ask the mm-hmm. question. We're going to ask it. So I ask you then, Riz, do we think that our reporters are pushing star players out of Canada? Is this what is keeping? Because then I then I have a whole other rant, but I would love your take. Are we are our reporters like Spectre, like people who are kind of beating around the bush in these like kind of passive aggressive ways to and to ask tough questions? Are they keeping our star players out of Canada? Do, do you, star players want to avoid Canadian hockey or NHL hockey here because of the media? Um, my answer right off the bat is 100%. Um, to a degree, I think a lot of Canadian players grew up watching that, grew up knowing what to expect. But I think the problem becomes the Euros and the Americans because it's, first of all, the Americans, you got to come up and deal with winter. So that's like another really tough thing where Fair. that's not an excuse the Finns and the Swedes or anybody have, but um but But it's it's, it's a tough climate it can be real cold yeah for sure and there's no denying that um also the tax thing um which is significant like in terms of how much they get to actually retain of their salary uh their home salary at least which is a huge factor um but so like if you put you know climate (laughs) things you can't really control the climate um taxes i mean that's a whole other ball game of arguments and like, let's just, you can't really go there. But then the third thing and the thing that pushes people's buttons because it actually cuts them so deep is the media. And those are the ones that actually make significant differences. And I think the media is the one that actually can push the Canadians enough away be that in the fact that they, 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 they pick, they pick, they pick. And especially like you remember what it was like in, in the, in the, the bad era, the 10 years of, of darkness, Our darkness. Yeah. Our sad, and, sad, and, dark and, like, years. Uh, it would be tough to be a reporter here because you're reporting on, on dog shit, completely yeah. honest. And, and like, yeah, no, wonders why no one wanted, and no one wanted to play here. And it wasn't just because <laughs> that the team sucked. Like it was literally because the team sucked. And then it was like getting a dagger dug into your soul every night when, reporters are trying to get their bag and at least get something out of uh you know get clicks and whatever it takes for people to read and pay attention to a team that's not good and that like it i totally think that the media plays a huge factor into it i agree but then i asked this question and i'm not a player so i can't imagine i know i know i would be irritated and fucking Mm -hmm. mad too and i get when leon is pissy and when they're mad and when connor (laughs) says why are you so pissy leon excuse me i get it but i also go where is the line between holding players responsible like when the play is shit yeah what is the like where do we find the fine balance of like you're still accountable to for your participation in this sport and the money you're making Mm -hmm. and and, and I'm not saying Spectre goes about it. In fact, it irritates me that it's always sort of passive aggressive. I'd rather you mm-hmm. just like say what you mean, sir. Yeah. <laughs> just say it. Just but say it. Um, I wonder where this line goes, where we, we, we can't just coddle this team. You know, we can't just put baby gloves on them all the time and be like, oh, it, it's okay. Like next time. Or like, how do you feel? Well, of course you feel shitty. You keep losing. So I, I wonder where that like fine line is. 
And yeah. I I well you 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 did say it very well there um because um you're right that it is the media's job to hold players accountable and call them out. I think where the big driver and the things that kind of differ between American markets on TV and the reporters, the beat reporters and how they cover them versus up here is up here. They make it a lot more personal. Um, I think in, in the U S I think a lot of the beat reporters, if you ever watch, like if you ever watch a TNT broadcast or ESPN or whatever, one of those, and you watch the American feed um, and you can kind of see those, those, whether they're the quick hits right off right or in between periods or it like actually at a presser or after the game, it's more about the stat sheet. It's more about the team. It can be about players if they're really like, if they're really dry spell, like, Oh, you haven't scored in, you know, 10 games or your power play hasn't produced. Like it's a lot more like stats and cut and dry. Um, and I think up in Canada, it on those ones when they're calling people out, they do make it quite a bit more personal. And I think it's whether it's because they know the team, because they travel them, because they cover them so directly. Yeah. Um. But I I think that's the thing, especially when you and then it's the comments, right? Like, and then it's like because you got these beat reporters, and, you, and then you've got you know everybody's an armchair GM, um, yeah. and and everyone pays attention up here too, right? So everyone's got an opinion. Um, and just like you and I, I'm sure like people are listening to us and probably not that many people, but lots of people, thousands still- and hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> like, talking we're still about, talking and we still have, and <laughs> we still, still have kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, it's the same as then you go into the comments and it's because people care so much that they yeah. do like, do think make things a lot more personal, like things like Darnell nurse, um, and his contract and everybody going after him and his play. Well, and it's because it's like, well, everybody here knows what his contract is versus I think fans in a lot of the American markets would yeah. be like, what contract? Sorry. What's the <laughs> NHL? You know, yeah, exactly. well, especially yeah. right. When you think about how many other sports leagues are fighting, you know, here yeah. this is the this is the rolls royce of sports in canada yes. so everyone and their neighbor is having mm-hmm. a conversation like us about it all times and i think and i agree with that that there's just the amount of media and like mm-hmm. eyes on and scrutiny is so much so much harder here but mm-hmm. fans aren't great online either you know i know when raffle came up like his poor beautiful partner people were like talking awful about what she looked like like just people can be cruel and i you know like we are there's blessed. no place in that by the way i yeah, have no, zero like, tolerance for I, me either like, that. like just yeah. out the door like you i you can have your opinion but like save it for your lame friends um yeah but i think i agree that the scrutiny is so much stronger that i don't know if teams need to like and, and i'm not saying isolate their players or or like you know the media is there to do their job but like, yep. I don't know if they can keep numbers lower or what it is that they need to do because we don't want to push Connor McDavid away. We want to we want to have conversations. We want to worry about dry settle right now. His contract's up first. Like we we know like uh, Connor's a little bit like as much as we're worried, we still know he's Connor McDavid and yep. he's kind of untouchable. But it's it's dry settle, and when yeah. we lose dry settle, that's when this team falls apart. Totally, and then we lose Connor. They're best friends. Well, yeah. When you lose one, you're going to lose the other. Yeah. They're going together wherever it is. And, you know, I want to think, I always think like that saying pressure makes privilege and there's so much pressure or pressure, pressure is a privilege, pressure is privilege. So, you know, I hope that like, I know there are some people who actually thrive in it. They thrive in that pressure. Mm -hmm. They want to be in under the spotlight. And I hope our team and, and 
other stars in the league, future stars in the league, can remember that, yes, it's definitely pressure here and it's a different type, but the privilege of that is it's like people who really care deeply. Deeply. So Tim Peel, to wrap this back up, Tim Peel and Mark Spector will probably have a podcast next week. Speaking of. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, actually. Somebody's going to have one of them on something and then they're just going to keep this Two of them together. Like, like, they're just going to both know. Yeah, both two shit-disturbing potsters are -hmm. going to, uh, yeah, they'll probably announce it next week that they're best buddies and they're going to, you know, stir up the pot. But. Check it out when you get a chance, Riz, because it was quite entertaining. And it, mm-hmm. it, it was a brief reprieve from the heartbreak of losing to Tampa, to Florida, yep. and now today. Um, and I think that that wraps us for the day and for the week. That does. You are have tuned in to the Mother Pucker podcast. And uh, although we are losing our optimism, there might be a, a day where we have much better things to talk about <laughs> one day one day it won't be twitter one wars and, and yeah. sad sad mental health of the state of our team exactly but until then thank you for listening to another pucker, mother mother pucker podcast we'll get that out today and uh, and we'll be we'll be chatting next week the mother pucker podcast is a proud member of the ordinary podcasting network for more information on this or any of our other podcasts please visit ordinarypodcast.com The Ordinary Podcasting Network would like to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include the traditional territory of the Treaty 7 people in southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations.